0: Hi.
1: Hey. I'd
0: like to have guests introduce themselves. Could you share a little bit about yourself, maybe your preferred pronouns, what you do for work, and maybe something you do outside of work?
1: Yeah. Um, okay, so my name is Hanan. Uh, my pronouns are she, her. Let's see. I am currently working as an independent designer, developer, illustrator. I'm kind of like more of a like design generalist. Um, but yeah, so I'm currently working independently, freelancing, what have you. Outside of that, I also work with Creative Morning Chicago. Um, So I run their social media team. Um, I started off as a like door greeter and just kind of like a regular volunteer. And over time, I've kind of like made my way into like getting more involved. And so for the past couple of months, I've started to run their social media and let's see other things i do outside of work i am a part of a book club i am finally reading a lot again i spent a good half of like this year i don't think i finished a single book um, but the previous year i was just like book after book after book and now i'm kind of like back in that routine and i'm in the middle of my fifth book um yeah that's a little bit about me and what i do
0: that is awesome. And for those that don't know, can you tell us a little bit about what Creative Mornings is?
1: Yeah, so Creative Mornings is a morning lecture series. Um, I think other chap like it usually happens early Friday morning and we have a theme every month. We find speakers associated with like the locations. So like with our Chicago chapter, we try to find people that... Are either from Chicago or are really ingrained in the Chicago community. Um, and yeah, it's usually like 20-30 minute talks with a QA and a afterwards. We have free snacks and coffee and the whole, the whole event is free um, and it happens once a month. Ours are usually the last Friday morning of every month.
0: That's awesome. And you said that you do design and illustration and development. What is your what is your like project looks like when you work with a client and how, how much of it do you find yourself being the, just the designer or just the developer? What's sort of the ratio for the different types of work? Cause it really is kind of a lot of work. It sounds like.
1: Yeah. I am currently working on an e-commerce website. So I started off editing the design of what my client already had. And now I'm moving on to the development part. And a different client that I'm working with is just solely Illustrations. So they are an AI startup and I have been working on just like really small like icons for their like internal like platform. Um, And that process is much simpler compared to like doing design and development for an e-commerce site. I'm definitely still kind of like in the process of like figuring out everything, but Yeah, because uh, I work on a lot of different things, the process is always varied, but I really enjoy that and I enjoy the variety, kind of keeps me like, on my toes, I don't get bored, I am able to like, jump around with things, which is nice. Something like I personally enjoy might not be for everyone.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, some people really like to talk about design tools. Do you have strongly held opinions for any specific platforms or tools, especially when it comes to both designing and developing?
1: Yeah, I feel like I normally, I wouldn't say like, oh, design tools are just like tools. There are no opinions, but like I, for the past year, have really enjoyed using Figma and like the collaborative process. with the client that i'm working with right now i introduced them to figma and like they had never heard of it before and they were really excited made an account when i told them that like um that they could collaborate with this like on this project with me if they wanted to like make a simple like copy edit they have the power to do that and they can like see me as i work and edit things and i can see like when they're viewing things as well, just the collaborative process of, like, what Figma allows, and like my client doesn't need to download anything; it's just like up in their web browser. Um, is also something that I got the sense that they really enjoyed. And yeah, anytime like I send someone like a Figma file to like look over, they're like, "Oh my god, what is this? This is so cool." So yeah, and I'm really excited to like I haven't dived into the plugins yet, but I know that's a new thing and. Yeah, I don't know. I definitely, I feel like I went from, I don't really have a pin spot design tools. Just do whatever works best for you to like, if you're gonna try one, you might as well just try Figma first. Cause you don't have to have a Mac. You can use the free version. um, You can work with other people on it. And like, it's pretty, well, maybe it's not intuitive to everyone. I'm coming from a background with like, I worked with like, Photoshop and Illustrator and InDesign and like those are really like heavy programs so Figma's interface is very simple compared to that so I was like oh this is easy I'm figuring things out right away but maybe that's not the case with everyone
0: definitely if you um met somebody that was interested in getting into being a freelance designer developer what would your advice for them be
1: because this is something that has like changed for me over time. I know that when I was a student, I went to like a state school. I went to design school and I knew for a long time while I was in school, it's like, eventually I want to run my own studio. I want to run my own business. So outside of like design, I read a lot about like other people that were freelancers or had started their own studios. There's so many interviews with other people who have started their own things, how they came about doing that. But I also feel like I have enough experience now. I'm like, some people don't always tell like the full story. There's a lot of like things when I first started freelancing that I didn't anticipate or know about. And like, I feel like my advice would be like you can try to be as prepared as possible but like there are things that are still going to happen that are going to surprise you and you're going to get caught off guard (laughs) but it's it's all just like a huge like learning opportunity as well um and you don't have to freelance forever yeah i don't know if that's like advice that really like works for everyone but yeah that's what i would say (laughs)
0: I think that's really good advice. And what, can you give an example of one of those things that you like learned or one of those mistakes that you made that you learned from?
1: Um, yeah, so when I first, first started freelancing, um, I was kind of just like reaching out to like anyone and everyone, not necessarily within my own inner circle, but like, I am a part of like a lot of different like Slack communities. So one of my first uh, freelance projects outside of people that already like had worked with me or knew me, I didn't set expectations very well. I thought I had, but I didn't. And I, we ended up um, not moving forward with the project. I had gotten in the middle of it. Um, They weren't happy with what I did. Um, They were expecting more, but I came in with it. They had a very low budget and I was trying to fit in everything they wanted within the budget, within the timeline they had, which was really unrealistic. And I think it's something I knew in the back of my head that I was like, I'm really good at what I do, I can make this work, it's gonna be fine, and maybe they'll wanna work with me in the future, and then we can work those things out later. But that's not what happened, and in hindsight, what I should have done was see what their budget was and stick to my rate and kind of like respecting like my own time and what I could actually give to it instead of, yes, I'll give you everything you're asking for, for the low budget, seeing the low budget and being like, okay, well, this is what I can give you. It's only maybe like 25% of what you're able to afford, but that's what that's worth. Um, I don't know if that makes sense.
0: It does. It's advice that I think I need to follow more.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's hard. It's hard when it comes to like the money stuff. And even though I've like had more conversations about money, it's always so scary because I'm like, oh my God, they're going to say no. And I'm never going to get clients ever again. I quoted too high and like all the fears. But like, it's still something like I'm like trying to like learn as I go. And I feel like that's the biggest thing with freelancing is like, Everyone's path is so different and everyone like works in very different ways. And it is very much a like learn as you go type of process, which is hard sometimes.
0: (laughs) Definitely. It's hard. And you mentioned some Slack communities that you're part of. Do you have advice for people that are like looking to get into some of these more private or closed communities of designers and and creatives and, and makers and freelancers?
1: I'm not sure what advice I have cuz like I feel like a lot of the like Slack communities I join are just like things that I come across and it's usually usually like open invitation you just have to like request an invite like I know that I like came across Ladies Get Paid for example and had gone to like an event of theirs and they were like we also have a Slack community connect with other people like in a bunch of different cities so I was like oh okay and at this point I have too many, like, Slack, like, channels that, like, (laughs) I've, like, started, like, removing myself from some because I don't visit them as often. Yeah, I feel like, for me, I just kind of, like, happen upon, like, Slack communities. I don't necessarily, like, seek them out, Um, but maybe it's just, like, the group of people that I happen to follow on the internet, like, either create their own, like, Slack communities or, like, I meet people online who are like, oh, if you're looking for this, you should join this Slack community. They post a bunch of like this stuff. Yeah. I don't know if it's the same for you if, like, or other people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like a a lot of following people on social media, like you said, and then finding out about stuff through similar people to you or going to meetups and then it turning into a Slack community and stuff like that. Yeah. I think a lot of your advice that you gave already is applicable to sort of everybody. But do you have any advice for people that are, like yourself, more senior in in the field of freelance design and development?
1: I wish more people were, like, being very open about, like, whether or not they want to, like, help or mentor others. Because I find that, like, it's very, like, intimidating and challenging as someone who is maybe at, like, a lower level to, like, reach out to that person. It's like, I don't really have anything to offer them. when you're supposed to offer them something. But I've really admired the people who are more senior in my field who have, like, open office hours and you can, like, book a time or they, like, have, like, set times where, like, if you want to just talk to them for, like, 30 minutes, and it's, it's something that like, I feel like help, like you're extending like a hand to someone to be like, it's okay to talk to me. It's okay to like reach out. Um, and I have like taken advantage of like those opportunities. I talked to someone who like kind of helped me figure out, like I didn't initially think I'd be freelancing right now. Um, I had been job searching and I reached out to them, booked some time with them, just like asking for general advice. Like there's this job I am really interested in and they, there are some red flags. What should I do about this? Cause I, it's really like, they're really small red flags, but like, should I be worried about this? And they ended up giving me some really good advice. They gave me a list of questions that they usually ask to vet companies that they are like interviewing with and a lot of those questions I wouldn't have even like thought about but I'm happy that I like had the opportunity and saw that they had like these open office hours I don't think that's like what they necessarily like called it but that's the term I'm using and I wouldn't have necessarily like thought to reach out to them if it weren't for that
0: So, our industry has a lot of positives to it. But on the flip side, just like every other industry and um, sort of group, there's sexism and racism and white supremacy and the patriarchy and transphobia. And we could go on and on. And sometimes, you know, people need a little guidance and help on how to deal with that, what, how do you deal with fighting and resisting all of the sort of negative side in our industry?
1: I think first and foremost, if you're like level zero with it, then educating yourself, like there are so many resources out there, um, cause you can't fight what you don't know. So if you, you are coming at this as someone who is not really like familiar with like what's going on, then there's a lot of text. there's a lot of people talking about things, first and foremost, like get educated on things. Um, And then, I mean like fighting and resisting these things happen, like can be like really everyday like interactions. Like if you work in an office and you're in a meeting and one of your colleagues is like being interrupted a lot by like others than i don't know like you like using your pri- privilege to like give them room to be a part of the table like it's one thing to like sit at the table but it's also like another thing to be heard and yeah i feel like trying to think of like more specific things cuz i know that like for me i I started like just reading stuff and I would feel outraged like, but also like a little like helpless, like, okay, these things are bad, but what do I do? And I think it's important to like, kind of like practice and play it out because when things happen, you're not always like, you don't always know what to do in the moment, but if you've, practice and prepare beforehand then you kind of like have you know what you're gonna do you have like some like kind of like experience with it even though like it's the first time that it's happening in front of you like for example like if I see that like a woman for example is clearly being harassed by someone that she doesn't know then it's common to like try and step in like I don't know this person but I'm going to pretend like oh, I haven't seen you in, like, a really long time. And then, like, kind of, like, giving them an exit when they may not feel like they can exit on their own. And, yeah, like, I feel like I I personally have, like, a really, like, limited view of, like, what fighting and resisting looks like. And there are so many other people who are more well-versed, who have more actionable items that you can take. Um, and I feel like I'm by no means, like, an expert. These are just like small tidbits that i have picked up along the way. A person I really admire um, in our industry is Tatiana Mack. She is a great person to follow. She posts a lot of like resources to make the industry better, to make it more accessible. And just by following her, I've learned so many things that like, I didn't even know about. And it's not like I was like actively avoiding these things or topics, it's just like, there are things that happen outside of me that I don't know. And it's important to follow a diverse group of people to get different perspectives and different voices and different opinions. Um, Cause it's only gonna make you like, it's gonna expand your worldview um, beyond like what you specifically know in your very specific life and circumstances.
0: I think that's great. I think I also really recommend people follow Tatiana Mack and read what she's doing and what she's sharing. And I really like your advice of um, inviting and encouraging privileged people to do the work and do research and do reading and not expect someone that's Experiencing an oppression also have to do all the work to educate yeah. the privileged people. So I think that's a great place for people to start is not relying on people already dealing with the, the trauma and harassment and all of the other things that come with it, but educating themselves and not adding to the, the pile of things. Mm-hmm other than tatiana Mack, who is one person that the listeners should know about
1: um let's see i'm gonna take this like i'm gonna name a couple people because i'm just gonna like shout out my friends
0: <laughs> i love this um, yeah
1: so adam henderson is a 2d animator he's amazing at what he does um and My friend Lucas Nelson is a motion designer. Um, He's done a lot of like other design work too. Um, He's awesome. And my friend Michael Zhang is a illustrator. Um, Animator like has also done some like video directing and like he's a great designer and like person. Like these are just like some of my friends. But, yeah, I think they're all awesome. They might not have, like, really polished, like, social medias to, like, follow. But you should definitely check out their work. Um, Because, yeah, they're great.
0: They sound great. I'm definitely going to check out their work. So I believe everyone should get paid for their time. So what we do on this show is we're going to share all of the profits from our advertisements with all of the guests that come on the show. Outside of that, are there ways that the listeners can support you?
1: Um, First thing I can think of is like, if you're looking for a freelancer or you're looking for a designer, check me out. I'm like looking and like hire me, I don't know.
0: <laughs> that's no, that's a great way people <laughs> can support you.
1: Um, but other than that, um, I don't know. I was like, if you want to Venmo me $5, that's always chill.
0: (laughs) Great. We'll put your Venmo in the show notes. (laughs) (laughs) What is your Venmo uh, handle that people can send money to?
1: Oh, okay. So it's hanan-shobaki is my handle. So that's pretty easy.
0: And where is the best place for people to find you? Both to follow along, see what you share, but also to hire you.
1: Um, so you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram. My handle is sleepybun, uh, sleepy with three E's. And, um, if you want to check out some of my work, uh, my website is hananshobaki.com. Um, it's kind of a work in progress, but I'm hoping to have some new work up there soon. And some of my illustrations can be found on Dribbble as well. My dribble is Hanan Shobaki. So,
0: Hanan, thank you so much for being on Bezier Podcast. Yeah, thank
1: you so much for having me.
0: Oh my God, of course.